1: You are now listening to the War
0: Report Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 131 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Lark, at Evo, Tank on Twitter slash X. And I'm, of course, joined here today, Mr. Hirst. Tara, Tara, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm great, man. A little pre-show t- chat about Will Wade really got the blood pumping, so... uh <laughs> Yeah, we had to, for those of you guys wondering what the hell that's all about, we had to go on a side quest to figure out what was going on with Will Wade in his life right now because that saga is never ending and never stops being funny. Uh, I'm doing well. Dylan, how are you today, my friend?
0: I'm doing all right. I got a Whataburger today. No free sponsors out here, but I got Whataburger. and there I you had go. A free, I had a got a free burger as well. Very so, nice. very nice, always dude. nice. Uh, Top tier burger place, as always.
1: Nothing wrong with that. Uh, always good to to snag snag some uh, free food, especially from Whataburger. But before, uh, I guess moving forward from that, uh, from your very electrifying um, free burger situation, let's talk about what's going to be uh, an electrifying game at Jordan Hare Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Short, so Auburn fans should hope. Dylan, Auburn's playing host to, I guess, playing host to the first Aggies of the year, playing against the second Aggies of the year in New Mexico State University as they come to the Plains for a 3 o'clock kickoff on Saturday afternoon. The last regular season game before the big one, the Iron Bowl, um, next Saturday at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Lots and lots and lots of opportunities here for Auburn to capitalize on what they're going to see. Um, we've, we talked about on the Tuesday show about New Mexico State quarterback, Diego Pavia and the things that he can do, kind of with a spread balanced attack, um, and then them having a balanced backfield, having really, really good schematics in terms of getting the ball to different receivers. Dylan, I'm going to open it up here. We're going to start as we always do. We we usually say who needs to step up. I'm going to go in a different direction this year. On uh, this year, hello, this week, hi. Here's where we're at. Uh, I'm going to go in a different. Direction. I forgot
0: how we did this last year. Yeah, know, exactly. At this, last year, at this very time.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to go in a different direction this week and ask you, who can gain the most. From from this contest over New Mexico State, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you right now. I'm going to pick Auburn to win big uh, tomorrow night on our pregame show uh, when this uh, when when that comes out. So I'm just going to go ahead. and I'm not operating on the assumption that you win every game, but if we operate under those parameters, who can gain the most from Saturday's contest with New Mexico State?
0: Uh, I'm gonna look up some stats real quick, and then I'll be able to answer that question as I ramble on. Because I think I think, and, uh, Jar- I think Jar- uh, West Hunter has yeah. the most to gain. Uh, 745 yards on the year. I think if he gets another 155 yards, that puts him very, very close to getting a thousand on the season that he could get in the iron bowl, uh, which would be amazing. Uh, but yeah, most of the gain yard wise, dark Hunter, just because I think that he's going to be very pivotal because you don't want to throw the ball too much. You don't want anybody to get hurt. You don't need to put anybody in some scary situations before the iron bowl. Uh, this is going to be a game kind of – don't don't play it too loose because I think New Mexico State definitely could be a trap game uh, for most teams uh, if they're not paying attention very well. This is still a – this is a good GO5 team. They are going to their conference championship game, uh, and they just have to play Auburn uh, for, you know, a nice little check <laughs> that, that they'll be getting. Uh, but, yeah, Jerkus Hunter is a guy that I'm looking for in this offense who I think could do very, very well and kind of – keep up the momentum going into the iron bowl
1: yeah i think that's statistically numerically it's jarquez hunter here and if you if you you put up 150 this week uh, in that ballpark 120 150 somewhere in that range i think you're pretty close to a lock for a thousand on the season uh, assuming that you opt in to play the bowl game which if you're almost at a thousand yards and you're a few yards short i would almost opt into the bowl game to get your play touches the first
0: dri- play the first drive
1: <laughs> right, get your touches and and then get out and, and, and i think everybody would understand go be a thousand yard rusher get get that title back on, on the plane super super important not just for himself but for recruiting right that's uh, that's big time for me i think that there, there's a layup answer here and, and i don't i don't want to sound you know vanilla but i think that this game can be tremendously beneficial to peyton thorn um i i know that he's been playing let's be honest folks peyton thorne has been playing good football past few weeks, he's been playing good football and he's gotten better every week, in, in, in my opinion. Uh, and, I, and especially, especially on Saturday, it's hard to hard to nitpick a guy like that. Right. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to turn the ball over. but it does uh, not But I think that if Peyton Thorne can go out and just absolutely dominate the game on Saturday, I mean, make it a Peyton Thorne game. Yes, I want Jarcos Hunter to get his touches, just like the next guy, Dylan. I'm with you. But make it a Peyton Thorne game uh, where you go, wow, this guy's you know, playing his best football at the right time of the year. And there's there's such an important element of that. And that's, that's going to kind of translate into the whole team here in a second. I mean, on the offensive side of the ball for me, I think it's him. Keep working on that chemistry with your receivers. It was a hell of a lot better on Saturday. It, it, it looked borderline good on Saturday. Um, keep building that relationship with uh, that connection with, with Rivaldo Fairweather, with your with your check down backs, uh, and, and keep building trust in that offensive line. Make this offense look like a well-oiled machine. You have an identity now. Build it. Establish it. Continue to build upon the foundation you've laid. This team you're going to play that's going to be wearing a different shade of red in two weeks is going to be a hell of a lot tougher than what you're going to see on Saturday. Now, you got to take care of the task at hand. I get that. But use it as a confidence booster. As an opportunity, I'm not going to say glorified scrimmage, but a little bit like that, Dylan, where you can say, hey, look, we're going to go into this game and treat it like we would any other workday, but at the same time, work on things that we know that we need to step up before we play Alabama because it's just – it's." In my opinion, Dylan, it's right there. The Iron Bowl is, is right there in terms of it, it is an attainable goal right now. And, and I, I know you share that same sentiment. I'm going to let you I, – I know, fight the urge, my friend, to keep the bug glasses uh, away. But I'm going to let you talk a little bit about – if you got a guy on the defensive side of the ball, I certainly yep. – I'm going to let you go ahead and open up there.
0: Uh, just because of simplicity's sake and just hoping that I can keep a pattern going – Uh, He had a great game last week, enough to get recognized by the SEC. Uh, Finally got to see him fully healthy. I want to see another game like that from Jalen McLeod. Great choice. Uh, Just to prove to me that he is consistently back to health and can consistently get back to the quarterback. Uh, Because, again, this game is going to prepare you very well for the Iron Bowl because, again, like I said on, on the last show, I think New Mexico state prepares Auburn more for the iron bowl than, you know, Chattanooga does for Alabama, just because I think New Mexico state is going to run a very similar type of offense that Alabama does. Your quarterback is going to be very predominantly in both the passing predominantly used in both the passing game and the run game. And it's going to be up to Jalen McLeod, who we've seen has either dropped back in coverage, has dropped back as a spy has just gone full out blitz mode. Right. Jalen McLeod is going to be very important for this Auburn team uh, down this last game. And I, I, is he a senior? Am I stupid? On I'll that?
1: let you fact check while I give you mine. Um, right. I can't remember if this is, is is McLeod's last year of eligibility or not. Off the top of my dome, I will say I'm going to stick right in that in that wheelhouse, there, Dylan. I'm going to say Eugenia Sante. Uh, look, what a year Eugenia Sante has had at Auburn. Go ahead, Dylan. I know you're about to follow that. Up. Oh, he's a, he's a junior. Junior, I thought so. I thought so. I did. I would. W- I would have said junior. Auburn fans would hate me because he would have magically changed into a senior without eligibility. <laughs> Um, but I'm
0: going
1: go, to go with Eugene Asante. And, and I say that because played a hell of a ball game against Arkansas. He's been playing great football this year. That guy's made a lot of money. He's going to the league and, 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 he, and he should, he's, he's continually showed out and been a bright spot on a defense. that has been very surprisingly good. And it is important to me that Eugene Asante continues to show his, show his versatility, put some film down this week that Alabama doesn't want to see, put some film down of putting Diego Pavia on his ass. Of, of, a Q, of a QB hurry, of stuff in the run and being versatile, like you said, running an effective spy, containing a, a dual-threat quarterback. If you can do that, you can really have some confidence. Now, listen, Diego Pavia is not Jalen Milrow. He's not. He, and, and I know that you know a lot of people doubted the Alabama quarterback situation. At one point, Milrow was benched. You know the narrative. Jalen Milrow is playing his best football of the year right now. And, and now's the time you want to do it. He has looked like a very good quarterback over the past few weeks. Make him respect you. Make him know where number nine is on the field. I'm talking on the defensive side of the ball. He (laughs) probably knows where number nine is on the field when he's out on the field. But who's to say? Anyways, I'm I'm, I'm just playing. But I think very, very big opportunity there. And then from a coaching perspective, Dylan, how important is it if you're Hugh Freeze, uh, shut him out and run up
0: the scoreboard? I mean, show out. Uh show that show this offense has is not a one-trick pony. Show that this is just not a weird game we saw on on last Saturday from Arkansas. Show that this offense should be respected. Hugh Freeze has his offense clicking all cylinders. We didn't we haven't seen this all year. Uh and I can that's a known fact that Auburn has just been anemic at times on offense. Sure. And you're going into a a team who is a good GO5 team, but you need to prove to 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 prove to Alabama that Auburn's not here to play around anymore. They, I mean, what Alex McPherson said it best. Don't let Tigers get hot. That's right. And if Auburn goes out and hangs, hangs a 50 burger on, on New Mexico state, if I'm Barstow, Alabama had the right, had the right uh, mindset. If I was a Bama fan, which thank God I am not. Holy cow. I could not imagine being a part of that fan base. He said he had like the little thousand yard stare meme. said, when he had to play Auburn in two weeks, uh, uh, p- play a peaking Auburn team in two weeks. And he was just, and he, he even said, if you're not terrified of Auburn, then you've not watched a single game in that. <laughs> he said, some kind of burial ground. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> there's that. Prove it to Alabama. Prove it to yourself. Prove
1: it. Prove it to to the, your guys around you. And, and if you're Q Freeze, let them play the brand of football they've been playing the past couple of weeks. Granted, yeah, you know, I, I know you want to take credit for that, the schematics there. But also, prove it to them that they're not a fluke. That it's not that they can only do this against lower-level opponents. That you can go in and and continue to do this on a week-in, week week-out basis. This is who you are now. You are not the Auburn team of old. The Auburn team that could not get the ball moving against LSU. Granted, apples to oranges when you talk about New Mexico State. But build up that confidence that, hey, guys, forget that skid. That's not Auburn right now. We are this version of the Auburn Tigers because right now that team that played Saturday could play ball with anybody. And if you can continue to build on that and just go out and impose your will on other people, I'm telling you what, I I, I would lose some sleep as a Bama fan next week. I would uh, because I am not hundred percent convinced that Alabama is going to be able to come in and impose their will on a team like uh, that's playing like Auburn is right now. I think if that was going to happen, they'd slip up against LSU. And LSU is still, by the way, a pretty damn good football team. There is. Good offense. That's touche. But (laughs) there is light at the the end of the tunnel. There is hope. And I'll tell you what, one thing that Alabama does not want is Auburn coming in with any kind of confidence that they can beat them. Because we've seen teams way worse than this, Auburn teams way worse than this, go in and not think that they could beat Alabama and still almost do it. Circa 2021. It's not that different. It, it's quite different. But you know what, I, you know what I'm saying. I think that's a fair analysis. I would even go for 2019. 2019. That's right. And look what happened there.
0: Uh, that Auburn team they, had. Now uh, being in that game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Use this game as a springboard, as a confidence booster. And also, a fun thing to me, this little side plot before we roll into some other football news and then talk Auburn hoops right here on the college loop. This game... On Saturday, it, the, the Saturday before Thanksgiving game that's a non-conference opponent is always a very special game for a lot of people. I know it's a lot of folks that are season ticket holders don't go. You know, you've been to all the other home games. This one, you're traveling. I get that. But a lot of people, this is a game that's affordable for it to be your first Auburn game. It's a really big deal to a lot of people. Go show out in front of a group of potentially brand new fans and show them, hey, this is what Auburn football is about now. that, and that, that That's kind of getting... A little, you know, emotional, whatever. But it, this, this is a pretty important game to a lot of people. I know a handful of people off the top of my head that this is going to be their first Auburn game on Saturday. They're very excited about it. Put on a show, make it an environment week in, week out. Build that culture. Auburn's already done that on their own, but enforce and, and that culture because Auburn's really good at packing that stadium.
0: Regards to how bad. That's and, like. and really enjoy the fact that we are no longer of of the years of where it's the first that Saturday before Thanksgiving is the Georgia game, and the Saturday after Thanksgiving is the Iron Bowl, right?
1: Right, enjoy that. Mean,
0: enjoy yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, in ca- some cases, twenty ten, I got to enjoy my Chattanooga game before I got to watch Auburn hand it to both Georgia and Alabama. That's right. I mean, that was a that was a great week after after I'm Thanksgiving. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure you had a
1: nice time. All right, Dylan. Some recruiting news, and then uh, I guess all recruiting news here, and a little bit of portal rumor mill um, that may be premature. We'll talk about here in a second. I'm going to hand it over to Tank Talks Recruiting.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, last last episode, we. Uh, oh, I stupidly forgot about another commit that Auburn got the number one safety in JUCO, Laquan Robinson, who I've been watching a lot of film on this kid. He is a great player. I think Auburn's getting a lights out safety. Uh, I call him, uh, he's from Holmes Community College and he's from Greenville, Alabama. Six foot two, 195. He looks like Zion Puckett. Uh, play like his ability to to make plays to get open field tackles. I'll go step further than that. Zion Puckett, if he can, co- co- like cover zone. <laughs> so Auburn's getting a solid, strong safety. I don't know how likely he is to start next year, but I do believe that what I've seen from him, he is definitely going to be a guy who's going to be competing for that spot. Uh, he's very he's number one safety in JUCO for a reason kid's a kid's a dog adding and to this court, like one
1: adding to the secondary room of just absolute freaks of nature athletic freaks of nature i'm 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 just not worried about the auburn secondary whatsoever and have not been for a, an extended period of time uh so that's kind of nice dylan kind of moving forward from that the rumor mill is is never it, it works look the devil works hard but the rumor mill works harder and it is entirely too early for people to be speculating about who's going to transfer to Auburn specific, specifically. Excuse me, at the quarterback position this time next year. How do you even deal with this? I mean, especially if you look from a perspective of Peyton Thorn, like you got to block that shit out. <laughs> like how, how how do you even begin to talk about this?
0: Well, I mean, even even go like Peyton Thorn. I mean, I'm sure he's already heard everyone say. I mean, even we've said we don't think Peyton Thorn's going to be the starting quarterback next year. Uh, and I mean that's even gone as far as we don't know if it's going to be Walker White coming in right away and starting, which I think we all know is kind of far fetched. Uh, but with, with, in, with this new era of college football, it's kind of easy to start doing this a little earlier than you're than we used to. Uh, coaches getting fired earlier and earlier, uh, barring any dumb things like in Michigan State's case or some cases along those lines where you just kind of had to fire them when they when they got fired. And then, of course, you had like this past weekend, you had Jimbo Fisher, Zach Garnett both get fired in back-to-back weeks. So you don't know how likely those players are to stay committed to a team if they committed for the coach. Because so I, I do believe like nowadays you get more players committing for a coach than you do like the actual teams. I, I don't know. I think... I, it's, it's probably closer than it used to be. I feel like earlier on you probably got more towards the school. But now I think it's – I don't know if you remember uh, we had when we had Caleb Jones on – uh, to first kind of
1: introduce the concept of what the recruiting world really looks like here, and this has been, I mean, probably a hundred episodes ago, truthfully. But when Caleb Jones came on, he mentioned a lot of a lot of the importance to these kids is position group play uh, coaching relationships. Um, and they may have a great relationship with coach with the head coach of, the, of a team. Let's look at Walker White and Hugh Freeze. But a lot of a lot of guys are looking for those relationships that they'll have with their positional coaches. So let's not forget. Uh, I mean, the reason that Auburn's linebacking core was so good for so long. I mean, look at Travis Williams right? Uh, it's just the guys that are able to make those connections. So uh, it's, I, I think that there is an element of committing to a coach.
0: Yeah. And I mean, cause you're also getting, if, if the coach gets fired, you pretty much are aware that most of the time your position coaches are not going to be there Right. Uh, whenever the new coach comes in, unless you have a guy like Hugh Freeze, who's like, you know what? Cadillac, Trevon, Zach Etheridge, y'all can all stay here. Absolutely. You guys all have to stay here, actually. You, know, you guys all have to stay here. And then he even brought in Marcus Davis. Right. Uh, and, of course, Crime Dog. He didn't play for Auburn, but still, he had to bring in Crime Dog. And the names we've been hearing are – I don't, some of them I can understand. Uh, Grayson McCall, I think, makes the most sense out of the rumors just because you know he had ties to Auburn Sure. Uh, when he tried to enter the portal last year, but then academically it didn't work out. Now he's graduated, so technically he can transfer here now. So that works out fine. Uh, but then you have people who I just don't understand why. Uh, first one came out to mind was Arch Manning. He's redshirted. He's going to play at Texas. Malik Murphy makes more sense. If Quinn Uber right. stays. Malik Murphy's gone. I don't understand why March Manning, Arch Manning would go. And some of them said that it's like a very Manning thing to do to transfer out of Texas. I don't think so. I, if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, every single Manning stayed for four years at the college they committed right. to. If I'm if I'm not mistaken on that, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Arch Manning was a was a dumb one. Uh, Will Rogers was a dumb one, uh, and air, we're gonna bring an air raid quarterback to a to an RPO offense. Yeah, yeah. But don't know, make, ball. Okay, make cool. it make sense. Uh, and of course, there's always. Been if I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm not supporting any Brock Van de Griff rumors that come up this offseason. I am. Very they will emerge. Anti- they will emerge. I, I am. I'm very anti Brock Van de Griff.
1: Another one that I'm surprised I'm surprised I haven't heard as much as I have. Uh, I think Michael Pratt is going to be one that's get thrown around a lot. Um, if if he decides that he's not heading to the NFL, uh, I I think that's a ridiculous one. I think that if Michael Pratt was coming to Auburn, it would have been this past year. Uh, yeah. I think that I think Auburn For was sure. much closer than 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 uh, than they ever will be. Uh, an, an interesting one to me, Riley Leonard out of Duke. I, it's weird. I, I think that it, it depends on where where Elko winds up, and I don't think it's Duke. I, I think that if a M smart, they ought to uh, interview Tim Elko tomorrow.
0: They should um, have already sent him a check. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, hey, just sign this, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's that'd be a reunion, correct?
0: Yeah, he was D- in D.C. two DC. years ago. Yeah, whenever whenever a had that like number one defense Which, in the country,
1: him being a defensive minded head coach makes little sense to me that uh, Riley Leonard would follow him. Uh, just just to be transparent, I I don't necessarily know that there's a ton of stock there. I don't think Riley Leonard leaves Duke. I may as well write I, out. I, one
0: I will say I've said if if Elko leaves Duke, I think Leonard leaves Duke, but I don't think Leonard follows Elko wherever.
1: Yeah,
0: I think if Elko leaves, that's probably the best chance Auburn would have to get any Leonard. But then again, we're also. I say all this to say, to say this, have we, have we completely gave up on the fact that Peyton Thorne might be able to play his way back into
1: if Peyton Thorne wins the next year? two ballgames that he plays in Peyton Thorne is probably your starting quarterback next year.
0: I would say if he, if he wins the last three,
1: no well, ball game. Sure. Um, I, if you win the next two ball games that you, you play in, he wins the iron bowl. It's going to be tough to bench. Peyton Thorne and, and and look I'm not necessarily in that camp yet if, if Peyton Thorne continues to improve I know a lot of people talking about him being a one-and-done and I know we, we've kind of floated that idea that he may not be the starting quarterback at Auburn next year but like you mentioned last show Dylan I mean this could be an iron sharpens iron Jackson dart situation see if Spencer Sanders wants to ride the bench somewhere else again even though I think he's starting for Ole Miss this weekend
0: <laughs> his darts
1: hurt <laughs> Um Oh, that's funny. So there's there's that. We'll see. Uh, it's just entirely too early to be talking about those rumor rumor mill conversations. I don't I don't buy any stock. And also, like folks, let I mean let let Peyton Thorn get, get the chance he deserves. He's played his way, in my opinion, back into the good graces of everybody at Auburn. Um Certainly has the backing of Hugh Freeze and his staff, and he's got the opportunity to do something really cool in two weeks. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, it, 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 it's something when win the biggest rivalry in college sports. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty damn unique opportunity. And if he, if he does it, let's, let, let's not forget and be short-sighted about the fact that there's an element of just being a winner and he's kind of got his mojo back a little bit of swagger in that walk last, uh, the, the past couple of weeks,
0: <laughs> dude. That, t- that first touchdown he got, where he trucked an Arkansas defender and then yeah. mean mugged him as he walked across the goal yeah. line. I'm,
1: I'm telling you, this dude's playing with. This is the most swagger we've seen out of Peyton Thorn. And there's an element <laughs> of like your quarterback needs to have a little arrogance. I'm sorry, like he needs to be a little arrogant.
0: Oh, I, I've there's a lot of old heads I talk to that really hate whenever quarterbacks have a little bit of. Sw- I don't want to say ego. swagger. Yeah, with a little bit of ego to him, and I'm like I. I love a quarterback that's got ego to him. Especially you, if that
1: ego is my team is better than yours, not just I'm better than you. My team is better than you. That's what you want in a leader.
0: I'm think, so I'm thinking. Looking back, I mean, think of, I think of the best quarterback you've ever seen play, and how egotistical were they when they played? Because Cam Newton's the first one coming to my mind. Every time I think of a quarterback who's got a little bit of a a swagger to him.
1: We get it. We get it. We get it that Tim Tebow was the outlier here. But let's look at Johnny Manziel. He was pretty damn fun to watch. Vince Young, same way. Joe Burrow. (laughs) Michael Vick. like
0: Quarterbacks who were very fun to watch because, A, they were good, and, B, they were just – Moxie. Moxie. Whenever you have the moxie, it's hard to stop you. And Peyton Thorne's got it right now, which is – Absolutely wild for me to be saying that after what everything that I've said since September. I'm going into the late half of November. Peyton Thorne has led Auburn to a bowl game. And now we are higher up on Auburn than we have ever been. And that all starts with that backfield that is Peyton Thorne and Dark West Hunter finding their mojo at the exact same time. And nothing should scare a, scare our next SEC opponent more than an Auburn backfield. Quarterback and running back, both, who have – With some moxie. With some – that have moxie. And especially if this wide receiver core can just hold on to catches.
1: If you can find a way to continue, and I, th- I think – I and this is my last note before we pivot over to Auburn basketball. I know, you're fighting the urge. <laughs> uh, but my, my last note before we talk about Auburn hoops. If Peyton Thorne can continue, and, and the way and my, I believe he has, to harness playing with a chip on his shoulder, which he is, and, and to harness the fact that, you know – he needs to play with a little swagger, even if he's not always backing it up like he has the past few weeks, he's backed it up and he's had some swagger and he's worn those mistakes on his sleeve. How much more can you ask for, man? I mean, uh, that, that is a tremendously valuable and tangible that is, it makes a, it makes a duo tough to compete. You can be an average quarterback with some moxie and put up and and make some, make some special things happen. I mean, I know people aren't going to like this analogy, but like, Georgia did it with a pretty average quarterback that they called the mailman, but he had some swagger. He did. He was goofball, but he had some swagger and he had some confidence and not confidence. He had all the confidence in the guys around him. That's where it starts. He's a poet. The him. He's also a
0: poet. I forget he was a poet as well. That's
1: right. He was a poet <laughs> of sorts um, with a flip phone.
0: Um, so that's. Uh, that's... I was going to say before, before we move on, I do have some breaking news. Uh, hmm. Just I, I got to rant a little bit. The NCAA has rejected JMU, Jacksonville State, and Tarleton State's postseason waiver requests. You yeah, cowards.
1: Mega lame. You you cowards. They're cowards. They're lame. But people who aren't lame, listeners of the College Loop Podcast. And you know how yes. you can even show off even more your looperness – is by going and purchasing your very own College Loop War co-branded feeling Loopy t-shirt. It comes in five colorways, the most comfortable shirt you'll ever own, $25 on thewarreport.com. If you don't feel like typing in the search bar, we don't either. You can grab it in the link in the description to any of our shows on whatever platform you are listening to. Go pick up your very own feeling Loopy College Loop War co-branded t-shirt. Use hashtag feeling Loopy on the Bird app, Facebook, or wherever, whatever medium makes you happy, Instagram, however you want to get it to us gmail whatever works best and we'll make sure to throw it up on the next stream. Thank you guys for your continual support. Also before we roll into what's up Dylan?
0: I'll say don't forget the Christmas season is just a Makes week away. It's a great away. Christmas gift. It's right. the Christmas season starts right, That's right on Friday of next week. That's right. On the 24th Christmas is officially in season. That's right. Thanksgiving comes first. Agreed. people out there and my Agreed. girlfriend <laughs> my what answer. a perfect what a perfect gift to get for all of your loved ones than it's their the, very own feeling loopy college loop or poor branded t-shirt. And you know, if you have five family members you're looking to buy presents for, there's a colorway for each one of them.
1: And Dylan, that's just the ki- the gift that keeps giving the whole year long Clark. it really <laughs> is. It really is. Okay. Before, I was uh, quoting. Quote I, I,
0: I understood after, after you said it, I thought you mispronounced my last name.
1: No, no, no! It's the gift that keeps giving the whole year long, Clark. I was like, I was like, you and while you're and that while that you're at nice. it, while while you're at it, picking up your feeling loopy t shirt, check out the rest of the War Report shop and, and pick yourself out something really nice, dude.
0: <laughs> the Wally Moose Cup can make its return. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll do. The, I'll bring my Marty Moose Cup and put it on the screen during the holiday uh, season.
0: I, I've I've been told that there might be a Chicago Blackhawks Griswold jersey under my tree.
1: That's awesome. What else is awesome is when you guys hit like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on the YouTube channel. Drop your score predictions for New Mexico State. Drop all of your thoughts, guys. I cannot tell you guys how much it benefits the algorithm if you guys just drop a like and drop a comment. But make sure you hit subscribe and ring the bell so you can stay up to date with everything going on right here at the College Loop. We certainly appreciate it more than you guys could ever understand. Your outpouring of support has been remarkable, and you guys are the reason we're at the point where we're at right now. So you guys in the world poor, y'all are all dogs, and we appreciate every single one of you guys. So that being said, dog. Dog. Look at our whole roster of, of subscribers. Dogs. All right. That being said, let's talk Auburn basketball right here on the College Loop podcast. Dylan, Auburn men's soups. We'll start there. We're going to pivot over women's soups here in just a little bit. But Auburn men's soups is taking on a Notre Dame team tonight as this show is coming out, 9 p.m. Eastern Times, 8 p.m. Central. So you're going to have to stay up a little later for this one, folks. Uh, that being said,
0: Darn. this Notre
1: Dame team stinks. I just don't have another word or a nicer way to put it. Um, now, that does not mean Auburn cannot go into this game and go lay an egg. That That is 100% on the table at any given time. This is college basketball. But this Notre Dame team stinks. Dylan, I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about Notre Dame. I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to let you have the fun part of this job about what Auburn can do here and how they can outclass Notre Dame, how they can take care of business. Is that cool? Yeah. So I'm going to start here, folks. Notre Dame has rotated out eight guys, really just six in meaningful minutes. They've got three guys that play over 32 minutes a game. Their highest average minutes goes to Braden Shrewsbury with 36 and a half, and he's averaging a whopping 3.5 points a game, uh, two two rebounds a game, half an assist, no steals, no blocks, one and a half turnovers. And,
0: uh, yeah, so he's just not really – don't forget to mention who exactly they've been playing. That he's been averaging that many, get, that low amount we're, points. We're here. getting
1: there. We're getting there. Their leading score being Marcus Burton uh, with twenty three, averaging twenty three points a game, four and a half rebounds, three assists, and shooting forty eight percent from the field. Uh, I mean, thirty three percent behind the arc. I mean, he's a, he's a ball player. That guy can. That guy can hoop. And there's going to be your key matchup that Dylan's going to talk about here in just a minute. But it's a drop off, guys. They've got three hoopers figure uh, averaging in double figures, and one of them by the skin of their of their teeth uh, at, at 10 and a half points. And that in Justin Roper, the second Carrie booth, also uh, yeah. a, a problem in the front court um, in terms of averaging 15 points a game. He can get the, get the, get the job done there. And he shoots well from the stripe uh, and shoots, I guess, reasonably well considering the takes from the three point range. He's at 45 and a half percent, which is not sustainable, but also a, a threat to shoot from deep. This group though, as I mentioned, is only rotating out eight guys really just six. They've got three guys that are averaging 27 or less, or uh, excuse me, 20 or less minutes a game. That's not depth. That means they're relying on the same five to make sure that they can take care of business. And as Dylan alluded to a minute ago, let's not forget Notre Dame one and one with a seven point victory over Niagara and a 10 point loss to Western Carolina. Moreover, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are so low on the Basketball Power Index that they don't crack the top 86, and that's as far as ESPN will render on an iPad. <laughs> I figured that out a minute ago. I'm not saying Auburn can't go into this game and lay an egg, Dylan, because, like I said, college basketball is crazy. That's why we love it. But at the same time, there's a lot of reasons for Tiger fans to feel really good about Game 1 of the Roman Legends Classic at the Barclays Center.
0: And I'm going to let you tell them why. Well, it's because of a certain player who goes by the name Aiden Holloway, <laughs> who has been playing lights out ever since he stepped onto the court for the first time as a, probably as a basketball player, but <laughs> mostly as an Auburn, an Auburn Tiger. <laughs> as an Auburn Tiger. Uh, currently averaging 15 points a game, averaging 4.5 assists, which leads the team. And he's also got the help of one of the best big men, in all of college basketball, Janai Broom is also leading the team in points and rebounds with 17 and 11, literally averaging a double-double, but even that's only the two games. So don't get too out of out of whack about that. Uh And also... Not yet. Not yet. But whenever he's averaging it 30 games in, <laughs> that's when we start.
1: And then we bug.
0: Then we start to bug. <laughs> which I can do this now. It's only retired for football for now. But yeah. <laughs> Aiden Holloway is going to be... Uh, the star player here Uh, you're playing in new york i don't know how well notre dame basketball fans travel uh but i do know that one fan base does travel very well because i saw a lot of them in (laughs) daggum north dakota so i do believe albert's going to be well represented in in uh the the big apple if you will Uh, but i'm also um, there's also a couple guys on the bench that i'm looking at uh katie johnson is one of them, I guess I could have said Aiden Holloway for the bench because I don't think he's starting quite yet. Uh, but that leads into I think Trey Donaldson, so I really need to see a big game out of him. Uh, I haven't really been impressed with him thus far, and he's kind of showing why Aiden Holloway should be starting. I would love to see a nice little one two combo at the one if Trey Donaldson can kind of pick it up. Katie Johnson, keep playing like you do. Uh, sorry they left you at home at first. Uh, <laughs> that, that's probably the funniest video auburn any auburn media has ever posted ever was the home alone <laughs> video with roof pros going katie <laughs> and, and then it cuts to katie just outside neville arena with his bags looking around uh j will need to see more from Jay will i'll let you take I, I know i just took up three so i'll let you <laughs> Test. No, I mean, Jay Will, I mean, I dropped nine uh, on, on, on
1: Friday of last week um, and uh, not. Got to stay consistent. Yeah, got to stay consistent. I mean, you can build upon that. Here's my thing, Dylan, uh, and, and I kind of uh, not alluded to it. I just straight up said it when I was talking about Notre Dame. Auburn's much deeper uh, at, at pretty much every position here. And, and you run the, run this game through Aiden Holloway, like like you mentioned. But you've got weapons. Uh, KD Johnson's been playing incredibly well off the bench to this point this season. Knock on wood, right? You don't want to jinx a guy because this is the brand of basketball that I think I said this on the Tuesday show, Dylan. This is what you want to see out of KD Johnson is, is a guy that can come in, give you double figures off the bench, play great lockdown defense, grab a couple personal fouls, make them remember that you're going to play physical Bruce Pro branded defense. I mean, that's, that's truly, truly important. This team is going to shoot from beyond the arc better than Notre Dame. Unless there's a lid on the basket, unless there's a Nike basketball, you're probably in good shape. Oh, Lord, the, that might be <laughs> the big, right. The big, big question mark for me here is can we see a little bit more out, out of Cheney Johnson and out Chad Baker Uh These guys, both I think, are extremely talented basketball players getting their feet underneath them in the Southeastern Conference. It's certainly not an easy league to comp- compete in, but now you're playing an ACC ragtag team. Go, go out there and impose your will, flex your depth. You've got guys at every position. All one through five that can come off the bench and play ten deep. Let's see meaningful minutes and big plays from your boy Dylan Cardwell. Let's see Chad Baker Mazzara. Let's see Cheney, Cheney Johnson come off the bench and have have a, have a, have a day. Let's we we didn't mention. Let's have C, a SEMO night. Let's let's see Chris Moore get after it on the on the on the offensive boards, which by the way Auburn needs to improve on. And specifically, let's see guys like Jani Broom, like you mentioned before clean up on the defensive glass. That's something that we saw Albert struggle against Baylor. Now, let's not forget Baylor's probably the best rebounding team in the country. If they're not <laughs> the best, they're one of the best. And that's going to be their strong suit coming down the stretch. But Albert's got to get better under the butt, under the rack. That that's simple. Use this as an opportunity to and this is probably going to be a Q2 win if you can pull it.
0: It's also very funny to hear Baylor being like a really good rebounding team because I always think of that that video of one of the, their player, yeah, <laughs> explaining why they got out rebounded by uh,
1: they went up and got the ball when they missed more times. <laughs> they
0: go with two hands, they grab it to bring it down. They did more of that than we did, yep. Uh, but yeah, Dylan Cardwell, another another guy, yeah, like that dude's averaging five and a half uh, points, four rebounds, two assists, and three count them three blocks a game. Again, only two games. I'm not right. booging that hard. But getting three blocks in back-to-back games is pretty, is pretty sick.
1: No, I'm booking pretty hard. I'm ready to get hurt. Um, this team, I'm ready for them. And I know this is only game three. I'm really excited to see when this group really gets their chemistry down and really understands the brand of basketball that they're playing this year because I think we've not even scratched the surface yet. Um, if this is the benchmark baseline, folks, this is going to be a fun team that's going to make some serious noise in the in the Southeastern Conference. But before they do so, they got to take care of a tough non-conference slate. And, and look, let's not act like Notre Dame can't get good athletes. Let's not act like this is not a P5 team and one of the premier de- destinations in the country for student-athletes. People, Kids love to go to Notre Dame. But at the same time, go get you a win over an ACC opponent. I, we talked before we went on the show, Dylan, about the ACC being the, probably the second-hardest conference in basketball, maybe the Pac-12 with UCLA and uh, USC at the moment. Maybe maybe they're going to go help out the Big Ten next year. Maybe that's the maybe that's the answer and knows,
0: Oregon and Washington.
1: God knows Tom is not helping right now. Um, so it, it it's a great opportunity, and I think I think Bruce Pearl and the guys understand that. It's kind of in the message that this is a good opportunity to go take care of business and then possibly get a game against Oklahoma State. Right? Oh yeah. On on Sunday or Saturday? Sat Sunday. Um, so should be really really interesting uh, to see how that shakes out. That'll be on. Um, Friday, excuse me. They'll play the, the quick turnaround. It'll be either, either be Oklahoma State or St. Bonaventure, mind you. But St. Bonaventure also a perennial tournament team.
0: I get very. I keep forgetting this is a tournament. I keep forgetting every time you you even say it all the time. You're like the the, the Romans class Romans Legends tournament, and I'm like, oh, this is so. We 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 got Alabama and M next game. I keep forgetting that there's two other teams that have to play as well. Yes, uh, but I can't. Dude, I am. I I don't want, like looking ahead. But I am very much looking ahead to December 17th when Auburn plays USC uh, because I feel like that's going to be the next time Auburn really gets, like, punched in the mouth, especially if they somehow, some way, get fully healthy by then, which I I think we talked about it before. I don't think think Bronny's playing until after the new year. But, I mean, I I don't know. Virginia Tech? I don't know how good Virginia Tech is. Not very.
1: That Indiana game's going to be interesting
0: going to be very interesting. going to be very interesting.
1: All right, Dylan, you ready for your score projections for Auburn versus Notre Dame?
0: I do believe so.
1: All right, I'll let you go first.
0: I'm going to rock with an Auburn win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to go Auburn 77 to 65.
1: I like Auburn 86 to 62. I, I like this convincingly. I really do. As, as an opportunity for these guys to really make a statement win and then if they, I'll, I'll throw in a bonus if they play oklahoma state that game's a three possession win for auburn if they play saint Bonaventure it's a five possession win for auburn um just right there 10 11 point uh victory um so i, I kind of like it right there in that wheelhouse nah uh, that, football
0: possessions auburn wins by 21 points
1: <laughs> i like that i like that three possessions 21 point victory i like that we're, we're scoring touchdowns out here okay let's talk auburn women's hoops for a second before we get out of here dylan Auburn women's basketball, 3-0, and uh, start off the season, and went into Piscataway, New Jersey, took down Rutgers. We talked about that on the Tuesday show. And your girl, Savannah Scott, SEC Freshman of the Week, which I've got the, another question for you about her here in just a minute. And it's a way too early, and there's a lot of talent in this league. I know, I know, a lot of talent in this league, but I need you to bear with me. They're gonna take on Cal uh, Friday night at 7 p.m. That's at Neville Arena. So this time a Cal team has to travel to Central Time and figure that out and and, and go underneath uh yeah, the the treachery that is uh switching time zones. Specifically revenge game of sorts. I'm sorry.
0: Revenge game of sorts.
1: That's sort of a revenge game. I'm gonna just go and scout the golden bears and I'm gonna let you talk about um how you feel about Auburn here, uh Dylan. So this is kind of gonna sound a little bit familiar, but this seems a little bit deeper. Uh, than than what we just talked about with Notre Dame. Uh, So Cal's got a handful of five, six, seven, sorry, uh, seven players uh, averaging 23 plus uh, a game, which means that they can go a little bit deeper. And then they've got uh, a a pair of players that are averaging 13 and a half plus a game that can come off the bench. They really are a lot deeper um, than, than what Auburn has maybe seen to this point this year. However, I think Auburn counters quite nicely. You'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, Iona Cromilli uh, averaging 15 points a game and then Marta Suarez at 12 and a half. This team doesn't put up a ton of flashy numbers in terms of running up the scoreboard. But what they do extremely, extremely well is force teams to turn the ball over. And that's something that Coach Jay will literally rip her hair out over. And you should as, as a head coach is as, as turning, turning over the basketball. Uh, this this group shoots 33 and a half, uh, 33 and a half percent from the from the three three point line. Excuse me. I can't speak English. I promise you. So a little bit of a 3-and-D action going on here, but to have some three-level scorers, especially in forward uh, Marta Suarez, like I just mentioned before. I can really get to the rack and also shoot the, shoot the deep ball. Auburn's going to have their hands full against Cal, but they're going to be at home and on a Friday night where if you're in town, you definitely should be there. Uh, I will probably be at this game. For those of you guys who are around town, Um, this game is not at Auburn, is it?
0: No, yes.
1: This one is at Neville Arena. I'm sorry. I was trying to remember when they go in their um, away stretch. They don't. They already went in their away stretch. Excuse me. My apologies, guys. Yeah, I will probably be at this game. That was kind of an impulse uh, say because I'm being genuine. I'll be in Auburn by then. Um, so make sure you go out and support. But, Dylan, how does Auburn stack up here specifically with leading scorer, Savannah Scott?
0: I mean, you have one of the best. I almost said big girls in the lead. Is that what the that the legal term? Or... I think you said big men. I think you still said big men. men. All right, one of the best big men in the league, uh, not just as the country, Savannah Scott, who has been absolutely lighting it up, uh, a- almost averaging a double double. She's one point seven rebounds short, uh, but she'll get she'll get there. She will get there uh, because she has been an absolute dog thus far this season. I mean, sixteen point seven points a game, as well, and of course, on Scott Grayson also playing very well. It's it's kind of like the reverse of the Aiden Holloway, Janai Broom connection. Right. You, know, you have the you have the veteran player, uh, big man in Janai Broom and the freshman uh, guard in Aiden Holloway. And then now you have the veteran guard on Scott Grayson and the up and coming freshman uh, who also might win 30 straight freshman of the year <laughs> as lo- alongside, the, alongside. They're both on track. They're both on track to win all of them. Yeah. So go ahead and put that down as a lock for sec freshman of the year for savannah scott because i think she is going to be playing her way well into that because this auburn team i'm i I, those glasses are calling my name you're dangerous this auburn team is dangerous they're very it's a very cursed opposite object over here looking right at me because i i'm this close to saying that auburn is definitely a NCAA attorney team and i'm almost close to saying they might be a second round NCAA attorney team because that's how good they've looked thus far. I mean, Marshawn Boston, right. we're definitely going to find out. Uh, Sydney Shaw, Marshawn Bostick, all playing very well. Taylor Collins been playing very well. Uh, things you like to see. Uh, Coach Jay has made this team good and deep, and that's exactly what Auburn's been missing out on for the past however many years
1: three, four, five. Yeah. So
0: Five plus, something along those Four lines. Four plus
1: for sure. Uh, since Unique Thompson. Yeah, well, facts. Uh, you're so right there. Uh, also, I'm 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 kind of inclined here. Let's let's do a little women's basketball score prediction.
0: Thoughts? It's all down.
1: I'm super down. Um, also, since I'm going to be there, this is a formal request from me to Sydney Shaw. Um, I want the Sydney Shaw Legacy game. Give it to me. Uh, I want I want to see it. Uh, I just not not that I don't think she's capable. On you need to need a, a, a HSG. Just to the ball a little bit. Let let, let her put up some shots. Let's, uh, <laughs> we know you can cook. Let's, let's 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 see Sid cook a little bit. I'm going Auburn 76-71. I
0: like it. i was stay along the same lines of a, of a close game. I'm going to go Auburn. Let me, let me do a little average out here. I'm going to do a little, some quick math. See what they're – So averaging around like, yeah, about 75 a game. So I'll, g- I'll give them 75. I'll go Auburn 75-70. Over yep. the Cal Gold
1: Bears. Same point differential for both of us. Yeah, I, I like yeah. a I like I like a five point win. At home helps Friday night before a football game doesn't hurt. That's for right. sure.
0: Savannah uh, Scott double double booking it.
1: That's right. That's right. So if you're in Auburn, make sure to go check out Auburn Women's Soup's uh Friday night and we'll talk about that again on tomorrow's show, the pre pre-game show. I know I said this, and this is this is all I'm gonna put out there. Savannah Scott, SEC freshman of the year watch, is a little bit aggressive, I'm sure. I will say this right now, Dylan. She is the front runner for newcomer of the year for me, for for, for Auburn newcomer of the year, Auburn women, like women's
0: yeah. basketball. I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's the, that's the layup. But I think she may wind up being one of the newcomers of the year on the on that honorable mentions list by the end of the season. I think that that is. I she's area.
0: definitely going to be one of the finalists for FC freshman of the year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. if not
0: the. She will be one of.
1: They've they've got some ball players in Baton Rouge and in Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee. But uh, but that's not. Poverty women's Scott.
0: basketball programs compared to Auburn.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. Newcomer okay. of the year, um, watch list per the College Loop. So. All that being said, Dylan, that's all we got right here on the College Loop Podcast. I am Harrison Tar at By Harrison Tar on the Bird app. If you guys have not already liked, subscribed, and ring the bell, please like, subscribe, ring the bell right here on this video so you can stay up to date with everything going on here on the College Loop. If you're not following us on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube, that's completely fine. Thank you for listening to us on whatever your streaming service of choice is. Make sure you give us five stars, thumbs up, whatever. That platform gives you the highest rating. I promise you we appreciate it more than you could ever, ever imagine. If you are hanging out on YouTube, drop us a comment, please, please. I'm asking so kindly it does help the algorithm and it also helps us know what you guys want to talk about right here on the college Loop podcast. So we want to make sure this is an interactive pod as we possibly can make it. Thank you guys for your continual support. Make sure you go pick up your very own college loop or Report co-branded feeling loopy t-shirt in five different colorways. You can grab that link in the description, use hashtag feeling loopy when you purchase your very own shirt, make sure you grab those before the holidays roll around. If you get them after the holidays, we won't tell we won't, we won't snitch. But we appreciate your your ongoing support. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other. We will see you guys on tomorrow's pregame show featuring John Conley. Looking forward to that one a ton. Always good to catch up with our GO5 analyst and good friend of the program. Love you guys. Y'all be safe.
0: Yeah. Contributor to the college loop, as so says his uh his Twitter bio, which is does it really yeah, it does. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> he's earned that. He absolutely earned that.
0: Yeah, I think he's he's been on what, six or seven shows in a this whole season. Yeah, he's he's been all around the place uh and next next he's gonna be covering games for us <laughs> fingers crossed man i'm down we gotta take him to an auburn game yes We've got to uh so get him tickets now for auburn to mexico state <laughs> and get him there right now uh but yeah of course i'm dylan lark able to tank on slash x and also you got me on instagram as well at dylan lark at D Y L A N L E R C K. go get your feeling loopy t-shirts it's the perfect for any holiday uh you know next year when it's Halloween. Pass them out for uh, instead of candy. Uh, Thanksgiving, get it for all your family. Christmas, of course, put it under the tree. Uh, it's a great new year's gift starting your new year off. Right. Uh, Valentine's day. What better way to celebrate with your loved one. All right. We get it. Than to have matching college loop feeling loopy t-shirts. <laughs> but and
1: of Steve course, Patrick's day is just a picture of me wearing the shirt. <laughs> the resident leprechaun.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, but of course you have a uh, follow us right here on the college loop on YouTube uh all at, at the college loop i'm i'm, f- I'm flubbing my words right now okay. uh like comment subscribe leave your predictions for the albany mexico state game remember the closest one gets a nice little shout out uh then try to get some disparity if you see someone else kind of picking the same spread as you maybe pick something else because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of 40 to team games i presume and i'm gonna be searching through 50, 60, 70 comments uh, all across every single social media platform trying to figure out, ah, oh, well, dang. this Four guys pick 41 to 10. That's crazy. Uh, and, of course, you have us everywhere else. You have us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, of course, Twitter, and X as well, all at the Colors Loop. And, of course, if you're tired of seeing our faces, completely get it We're Guitar. guitar. You have us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music as well. And that's also all at the College Loop. And of course, we're only 27 subs away as I'm looking at it from 700. And Colin's hungry. Colin is very hungry. He's so hungry. So if you want him to eat and be back on the show healthy, uh, because that man is currently struggling struggling with uh, with walking pneumonia and bronchitis. So pray Probably for him dying. as well. <laughs> yeah, pray for him as well. Because it's not just the starvation getting to him. Uh, but of course, subscribe, the bell. Follow us literally everywhere. All the College Loop, and with all of that being said, thank you all, and this has been the College Loop podcast. Love you guys. I dropped the outro. Where'd I put it? There it is. I still love you guys. College Loop podcast.